Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Manchester United Football Social with full-time Devils. Welcome to the Football Social. It is the full-time Devils takeover. It's Thursday, 6 o'clock, which means we speak Manchester United for an hour. And I'm joined by two legends in the studio who will be joining me till 7 o'clock. It is Jay and Webby. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Are you okay? Yeah, good. Good yeah. to be back. Good evening, Joe. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, lots to talk about today. The fallout from PSG, uh, the, the what's coming up in the Manchester United calendar, and all things that you want to have a say on. It's just about you tonight as much as about us in the studio. Get your calls in nice and early so we make sure we have a chat to you. We're only here for an hour. So, 0345 treble one seven six two five. Come and have your say with this, uh, these gentlemen in the studio and we can get to any talking points you want to talk about as long as it's about Manchester United. Uh, we're going to start today with some sad news, aren't we, Webby? Uh, Eric Harrison, uh, the legend coach for Manchester United, and you've managed to get someone especially on the phone for us to have a chat with. Yeah, uh, sad day. Everyone connected with a club, we know what job he did. Uh, unbelievable job, brought some great players through and we're, we're quite lucky to have a good friend of mine on the phone and member of the class of 92, Ben Farnley. Good evening, Ben. Good evening, guys. How are you doing? Hi, Ben. Ben, ben there's, there's quite a lot of people, because obviously we're on the podcast and we're watching through YouTube, who might not understand the importance of Eric Harrison. So if you were going to tell a young United fan, in, you know, why was he so important to the club, uh, how would you do it? Well, first and foremost, he was old school, Eric, um, as was as was Sir Alex Ferguson, and that's why they, they worked in conjunction with other with with each other to to uh, to you know get the youth development going at Old Trafford when when Sir Alex arrived, and he was lucky to have, and, and he, he went on record today as saying that uh, Eric Harrison already there. Um, and and they both, you know, instantly recognised talent. There's no question. But the one thing that Eric required from everybody was hard work, and the talent would come through. Um, and he he instilled that in in everybody that worked under him. There were players, you know, before the class of '92, which I know he's going to be, you know, most fondly remembered for. But players like David Platt, Mark Hughes, Norman Whiteside, and then subsequently after we we'd gone through with likes of Phil Neville and Wes Brown and Darren Fletcher, when every 
every single one of them will tell you um, they, they have the utmost respect and admiration for, for the way that he went about treating the players and getting the best out of them and, and it was a it was a grounding not just for football but for life and, and, and also for, for going up to, to join Sir Alex Ferguson in his first team squad because he had exactly the same values I can imagine so the kind of man he was he, was he made sure he got the best out of every player then do you think Ben? He did, he did. Um, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that he used to identify who he was going to give a rollicking to during the week at the weekend's games. And it was just a, 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 a question for you to to, um, to, to get your, 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 mental, your mentality right, um, how you would deal with it, because he... He had um, he had a way about him where he demanded that everybody gave 100%. Um, and if you didn't do that, then you would incur his wrath straight away. But he was a, he was a, a fabulous man as well as a, a great coach. And, and we, it was always somebody that we could turn to if, uh, if things weren't going quite so well. And he'd know exactly what to say to you um, in order to give you the confidence and the belief to get back out there and, and, and be the player that he, he recognised that you could be. Did it teach you much about, you know, obviously what's on the pitch, but have you brought stuff, Ben, through your life that, you know, he, Eric will always have that sort of impact in the way you are as a person, not just on the pitch, but off the pitch? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, none of us are, are, are players anymore. Um, we're all going to be judged on our, on our personal ability. Um, and under his tutelage, along with Sir Alex Ferguson, you know, he, he gave us the, you know, the pathway to succeed in life as a person. Uh, because obviously your footballing days only last so long, uh, and then you need to be judged on 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 the type of person that you are. And uh, and having him um, as our our mentor and our teacher from such an early age has helped us greatly with that, and we'll always be indebted to him. Uh, hi Ben, it's Jay. Here. I just wanted to ask you what one of your fondest memories of, of Eric was. Oh, I tell you what. I mean, uh, Webby will probably tell you as well. He 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 used to come out with some absolute pearlers on a on a football field. Uh, you know, the famous playing at the cliff, and you used to get the bangs on the window. Um, and every single one of the players will tell you something that he's he's had a go at them about, and, and some of the famous phrases that he's used. But the one thing that sticks in my mind is the is the very first day when we got to the cliff. Um, and we're all, you know, waiting with eager anticipation to set about our Manchester United careers. And we're sitting in the cliff dressing room and uh, we're all getting our boots out on the floor. And Eric Harrison comes downstairs and the first thing he says is, you won't be needing them. It's <laughs> 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 pre-season and all you do is run and, and straight away we're like, oh, this is our Manchester United career beginning. And, uh, and he's taking no nonsense. But I, I mean, I, I would never have had anybody else in charge of us. And, and like I said, he, he was just a magnificent guy who, who we, we owe such a lot to, and it's a very sad day. Ben, ben I'll be, it's Webby. A quick one for you. I've seen a quote uh, from Phil Neville this morning. It just summed the man up. Uh, he was playing for Everton, and he, he turned his back on a shot, and he got into the changing rooms, and there was a text message on his phone. Phil, ring me Monday morning at 8 o'clock. So he rang him, and he said he had a right going for turning his back. So he was 31 years of age. <laughs> so that's what the man was like. He studied and he loved his football, and he was great for our club. And then you look at towards the end of his, his footballing careers, usually brought him on board with Wales, you know, because he knew he was that yeah. good. And it'd be sadly missed, not just by you and the boys and all that, by everyone connected with the club. And rest in peace. 
Definitely. Yeah, the fo- the football fraternity that yeah. you know that that knew him and, and knew what sort of an impact he had. Um, I, I'm going to miss him greatly. And then if if we only had um, coaches and, and people like him in the game to nurture young talent, then I reckon the, the, the game would be all the better for it in this country. Ben, thank ben, you very much for you, well, giving your time Cheers. to full time Devils. Cheers. You're welcome, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Cheers, man. Have a good night. Cheers, ben Foley there having a chat with us about Eric Harrison. Leave your comments in the comments section and we'll get to them soon. Uh, we're going to speak more about the, the matters in hand uh, last uh, Tuesday's game, the fallout from that. Uh, so why don't you get your call in? 0345 7625. Get your calls in nice and early and we'll have a chat with you about that because I'm sure there's a lot of things to talk about. Webby's fuming. Absolutely fuming. So come and join in with the conversation. Um, we'll, we'll just talk about Tuesday then, shall we, Jay? Yeah? <laughs> Do we have to? Yeah, we got to. <laughs> Yeah, Tuesday night. I'll, I'll be honest with you, and this is you know it's not going down too well. But I'm not as deflated as a lot of people are. Two 0 at home to PSG, losing Paul Popper, You look at that as a bit of a disaster. But I think we have to have to have a bit of perspective. We have to have a bit of perspective into uh, into where we've come. I think we all got excited and rightly so under Ollie's revolution. And before the game, I was chatting to a lot of people. Chatting to a lot of people who are usually quite pessimistic, and everyone thought we were going to win. At least I win. I think the- that was a bad thing. Everyone, did everyone, think everyone. I was talking to lads who just are all doom and gloom merchants, and they were like, "I, f- I fancy us tonight. Yeah, we'll, we'll do did. these." The, you know, the missing Cavani, the missing Neymar. The only problem was they had like the likes of Mbappe to come in, <laughs> and uh, and obviously Di Maria, we know only too well. And I think it's easy to look at it and think, "Oh, it's terrible. Two 0 down. The game's over." And admittedly, it's going to be highly unlikely that we go through, but. I think it just shows how, how far we've come, the fact that we're so positive going into a game like that when a few months ago, you know, we couldn't even beat Southampton or we didn't even fancy games against Crystal Palace. So there is a bit of positivity and it's just a bit of perspective of how far we've got to go. Because all these words miracles, but he can't do it all. He, you know, he, he does. we do need investment, we do need strengthening. And I think once Lingard and Martial went off, it showed... PSG lose a couple of players they bring in yeah. some quality yeah. we lose a couple of players and we bring in we, we bring in players who despite the facts we all know my love for Juan Mata Sanchez was a star at Arsenal <laughs> Lukaku was a you know a massive signing you look at them three and you worry you wonder if they've still got a United career to be honest with you and it pains me to say that especially about Mata but I think that was the big difference is the, the, the lack of squad depth that we've got compared to PSG do Sanchez, do Mata and do Lukaku still have a United career? In the comment sections, please give us a call 0345 717625. Do them three deserve their uh, shirt uh, as a Manchester United player? Uh, Webby, you can get onto that subject, but your thoughts on PSG? Yeah, you got to look at it. I was, what Jay was saying, I was upbeat before the game, but it proved, you know, how good a team they had. And like Jay Spawn, all these top-notch teams... It, you have one player go out, they have someone of the same quality to come in. Unfortunately, we don't have that, you know. And I said, if we want to dine at the top table of English and European football, we're five or six players short, you know, to challenge these teams, you know what I mean? Because you know, I watched PSG the other week and they won 9-0. And I'm thinking, <laughs> well, how bad is this Is this French league? And they've gone out the last That's the week. thing, though, that you think you just dismiss it. No, it's the yeah. French league, terrible. But, but, <laughs> but you know, we'll we were still doing. We were talking about uh, players we've seen at Old Trafford, how good was a young kid? Up front for them. Yeah, and he's, got, he's the fastest player I've ever seen. I, 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 I thought he was an old runner. I couldn't <laughs> even keep me. Never mind running with him. I couldn't keep up with him with my me, me yeah, eyes. I was like, where's he gone? We're going to go amazing. some callers first yeah, about PSG. Yeah, yeah. Alan, Alan, Alan. How are you? Sorry, man. I've got it all mixed up there. I'm very good, man. You're our first caller on today's takeover. Uh, what do you want to talk about? First of all, 
of all, I just wanted to say uh, rest in peace, Eric Harrison. I know he was <laughs> yeah. a massive figure for the club, and he, our, our youth academy wouldn't be what it is in the modern era without him. Fergie was well essential, said. but Eric Harrison was absolutely. And I know I'm American, but he actually did produce one of my, my hometown boys, Jovan Kurovsky from LA Galaxy. So, so massive thank you. Yeah, Obviously, you all the other legends. But, uh, yeah, I wanted to kind of talk about, like, this in-between time now between PSG and Chelsea. Um, I, I feel like we, we may be down at the moment, but we're, we're certainly not out in terms of the whole season. You know, like, that was, that was a tough game. Um, but with, if it was Mourinho in charge, I would have been terrified for that game. But go every, I feel like I can say for everybody, everyone felt good going into that game because of the way we're playing. And we can be proud, like, that we went out with, with a fight and, and everything. And, uh, and also, like, going to the Chelsea game, this is another great opportunity for us to kind of bounce back and get the, get the run going again. Uh, I wanted to know, like, your guys' thoughts, though, on the club giving the extensions to Phil Jones and Ashley Young and uh, Chris Smalling. Because in my opinion, like, we need a massive overhaul, and these guys should have been at the top of the list to go in the summer. Uh, you spoke, uh, you spoke about that, Webby, didn't that. you? Yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I shall pass this to you. Go on, Jay. You know my thoughts on a couple of them, but... Right, well, for starters, the Ashley Young thing, we've been over this. Yes. I, I, I like Ashley Young. I think squad player, he's a leader. Listen, we can laugh and we can say he's not up to standard, but I've said this a million times. He's a leader on the pitch. He's one of the few that's got a voice in, on him yeah. when you watch him play. He's experienced. He, he brings a lot of experience to the team that you need. You need someone like that. He's just come back from the World Cup where he was a valuable member of the team that got to the semis. Yeah. Okay, I get it. he's getting on in years and he's not the sort of the quick attacking fullback that a lot of modern teams want. But he does a job, and I've said this times before, and Joe's laughed at me. If you saw Pastor Young for Fabian Delphi in that City team last season, they'd still finish with 100 points. He's not the issue. Ashley Young isn't the problem at United. Now, when he goes on to players like Smalling and Jones, I've said it before, give them time. They've only had eight years. Give them, give them time, there's potential there. They've only got 500 appearances between them. <laughs> give them a bit of time, a bit of patience, and by this time in a few years, we'll be saying they've come good. No, seriously, I, I don't think Jones is up to it. I do think Smalling's up to it. So I'm happy for Smalling and Jones to stay. Uh, Smalling and Young to stay. Jones, I just don't think he's got it in him. I just think with Jones, I think like you can't count on him, Jay. You no, know, he'll no. play a game, he'll play a good game, and then he'll go missing for free. He'll be out injured. I look no. at the Huddersfield game last year. For me, he didn't fancy it, thinking. And I put a tweet out or something. I said I'll see you after Christmas. He was back next week, so that's telling me he didn't fancy that cold rain in Huddersfield. <laughs> he did, he did, you know, and he's always a big mistake in i.e. the FA Cup final last year. You know, so but yeah. when he play, he does a job, but he's not. It's for those trouble, is it, it's, the, it's the nature of his mistakes with Jones. The big mistakes. The big mistakes. Yeah, the big ones, and he often looks comical, and it doesn't help him, especially in this day and age where everything becomes a meme yeah it's exactly. just right, like, you you make it become a meme <laughs> right, Alan, Ellen thank you very much for giving us a call Russell you're on the line now Russell you got a positive look on uh, the Champions League don't you well, yeah man I do how are you guys yeah very Hi, good Russell, Russell. Okay? Oh. yeah yeah good I mean uh, first of all I would like to say rest in peace to Eric I mean uh, it wouldn't be right if I didn't start off that way and uh, I think uh -huh. maybe we didn't well said. appreciate him more actually we should have mentioned his name and uh, tried to follow up on how he was a bit more but anyways yeah rest in peace Eric and uh, I don't know I, I have a more positive look to it because uh, everyone has written us out already you know and uh, people were saying oh Ole has brought Man United back and what's Man United about if it's not about comebacks Oh, the comeback. You think you Russell will come like back, come like back on. Russell style. If uh, we go to Paris and we win. 
I think we go to Paris and we get through to to the last uh, to the last uh, the last eight. Yeah, last yeah, eight, quarterfinals. Yeah. It's good enough for me. Call, I mean, I mean, big right. call there from Russell. If anyone else believes Man United can still get I, through I, I to the quarterfinals, Steve Davis on one wing. <laughs> and Ray Raiden on the other you know let's have it right no let's have it right they've got players to come back in uh, obviously we will miss Paul for the second leg but and on that I'd love no, nothing much United to win over there but uh, let's have it right uh, uh, what what are you on about Steve Davis and Ray Raiden we'll need snooker right we've got we got a czar on the line how you doing man I'm fine thanks how are you everyone very very good what, what do you want to speak about today mate I want to go back on the uh uh, contract extensions and stuff like that but first, uh, rest in peace Eric he's yes. the important part well said yeah so uh, back to what I was saying with the contract extensions Phil Jones Ashley Young Chris Morling and even Maron Fellaini a few months ago before he got kicked out it's just it's a terrible terrible idea for the from the board's part I don't put any of the blame on Oli because it makes much more business decision to Ed Woodward and Blaser to add 10k onto Phil Jones and Ashley on contracts and spend 100 million on Kulabai and another right back. It just keeps the value, doesn't it? We get them signed. Uh, you know, is, is, it keeps uh, that uh, value. Is, yeah, I mean. What value? I couldn't tell you, but it keeps a value. But there's still, there's still room for manoeuvre here, isn't there? We could still see someone like Marcus Rojo, for example, go out. We could still see another defender come in. Yeah. Probably two defenders come in. I don't think that this means that's it in terms of our defensive options. Would you like to I, I think another defender will come in. Do you not think that yeah. could still happen, Zah? What do you think is that? It says here on you something about Ashley Cole. Is that true? What? Ashley, Ashley Cole. No, I think it was Ashley Young. Oh, right. Well, someone Ashley on the Young notes is, team's is, getting is. fired. Uh, right, sorry, Ezra. <laughs> so it says Ashley Cole here, but I thought you might want to be bringing Ashley Cole back. But Ashley Young. No. Yeah, well, yeah. Wait till the break. Carlton Cole. Wait till the break. Notes team are getting their heads. Uh, oh, dear. Right. Let's put the cat amongst the pigeons here. <laughs> really? Hey. Azar, uh, thank you very much for your call. Do you think, like Russell, yeah. the, get the ties over, or could we still be in it? It's definitely possible. We, like uh, where we said, we're out without Paul Pogba, which is very disappointing. But I think it'll have to be some sort of tactical masterclass from Oli or Nick Field and the coach and the coaching staff because I don't think tactics were on point on Tuesday night. I think we didn't exploit okay. the left hand side as we should have. Yeah, they got the tactics. Oh, he stopped him playing. I don't know if you managed to see that interview. What Wenger did? He got he was spot on. The, now, first, the one in the first half where he called it, didn't he? And, you know, people yeah. went on against Fenger that he was starting to lose it at Arsenal, but I'll tell you what, he was back to the old... He got it spot on and he was right, the tactics, what PSG did. And fair play to him. We got beat by the better team. Got on Pogba, didn't up. he, straight away? Mark, is. is it Marquinhos on Pogba? Yes. Final sure. caller of this section, we've got Dan on the line. How you doing, Dan? Hey, all right. Hey, Dan. Yeah, right. good, Dan. Uh, Dan, what do you want to speak about? Uh, I was just going to talk about um, the, the game uh, the other night. Um, just it's probably a slightly unpopular opinion in some ways, but um, I just think a lot of people talking about the defence uh, all the time. But when you add up the amount of goals that the forward players have actually got between them, it, it isn't great. Uh, we kind of lack um, a proven quality goal scorer up front. I mean, we're playing against PSG the other night. And, you know, Rashford, he could be the best thing in the world in years to come. But as it stands, you're talking about a player who hasn't scored more than 15 goals in a season. And, and this is what we're, we're pinning our hopes on. And I, I just think that uh, there's a lot of uh, sort of 
sort of emphasis on the defence and how poor, you know, people like Ashley Young are, or at least some people. Dan, Dan, you spot on there, mate. I made the point the other week. I'd love us to have a natural goal scorer at the club, you know. So did that hard to find. Van Nistelrooy comes to mind, you know. Yeah, that predator around yeah. the six-yard box might not... It, it hurts me to say they see him rushing his day. He's doing out for 89 minutes and he banged him in for, for the, that mob. But if we could find one, we've yeah. got one there, Greenwood. Whether he gets his chance... Yeah. Yeah, season, I, get, you know, I get... I get I'm playing at Chelsea. I get what you guys are saying, though. Would but, you? You play at Chelsea? I play at Chelsea, Who yeah. Greenwood? Play at Chelsea. I don't know, but it's a bit of a baptism I've of fire. I had it straight in at Stamford Bridge, you know? Jay, Jay, the one thing they struggle, you've seen it against Stockport on Sunday. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Pace. <laughs> Chelsea, I've seen... <laughs> Stockport. Milton <laughs> turned quick off. Yeah, but put Marcus Rashford's got pace in abundance, hasn't he? That's but he's not... An, Ooh, Marcus Welbeck. Yeah, no, I'm going to admit, right, I'm not having this for starters, right? I'm having a laugh with you. No, yeah. I'm just saying to you, all I'm saying to you is That's a, a compliment, finisher. I love Danny Welbeck. And he's a natural finisher, I've got a him on the bench, mate. Yeah, I'd have him on right. the bench. I'm on the bench, yeah, I'm with you. Going back to the last point, I get what you're saying about Marcus Rashford, but I think a few seasons ago, people were saying this about, and it pains me to say it, that mob down the road, but about Mo Salah. He wasn't quite banging in prolifically. He was sort of there or thereabouts. And I think once you get to that sort of 22, 23, you kick on a little bit. And we've seen it with Rashford. He's progressing. And I think okay, the potential's yeah. there. Plus, he's, I've, I've seen Marcus Rashford at right back for United. Under Van Aert. I've seen him played all <coughs> over the pitch yeah. and being tracking back after games. Yeah. Cool. If you stick him up front like um, Oli has and say, that's your position, stay there. We've already started to see that that's coming to bearing for, uh, fruits. So I think if you st stick him up front, stick with that idea, don't keep chopping and changing it, we will see more goals from him. Whether yeah. it'll be prolific, is he going to be a Ruud van Nistelrooy and Andy Cole? I don't know, no, but I think potentially could be. Imagine I was finding one of them now. Oh, did you? Imagine I was. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Dan from uh, Dan, thank you very much Dan for giving man, us a call. You. Dan well from done, Blackburn. Dan. Uh, right today on the show, we're obviously going to be talking about uh, the depth in our squad. Uh, Webby's got a bit of a rant to go on as well, so stay tuned for that. It's all about your calls as well, though. Oh three four five treble one seven six two five, and obviously it's Valentine's Day. We want you to write a love letter to your favourite ever Manchester United player, whoever that might be. Get in the comments section now. Text us eight double seven double one. looking into my eyes, then. Hey, can I write there? one to Webber? You've got to take him out first. <laughs> uh, get in the comments section. Your favourite ever United player. Write them a little roses are red, violets are blue kind of a poem and we're wow, going to read okay, the best yeah. ones out 87711 on text you got a belt already oh, yeah. also get into our comment section as well on YouTube uh, we are here till 7 o'clock tonight uh, and we'll be right back after this Manchester United Football Social with Full Time Devils Welcome back to the full-time Devils takeover of the Manchester Football Social. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, in part one, we paid our respects to Eric Harrison. You can still do that, 87711 on text. You can also comment in the YouTube video that's streaming live on full-time Devils. I'm joined by Jay and Webby in the studio, who will be with me for another half an hour as we get through your calls on all things PSG, on all things Manchester United, on all things squad width, etc., etc. This is your show. You write the script. Uh, we we have got a little bit of a rant now yeah. from Sir Webby of Webby. Um, he came into the studio before and we have a little uh, office prep and he was fuming. Fuming. So I tell you what, I'm just going to let you take the lead here, Webby. Right, yeah, two points, Jay. He's, he's really got to me. At well, it got to me on Tuesday night, uh, obviously putting the away fans where he was in front of the disabled end, you know, speaking to a few people who go in there with the, with the young children, leaving just after the half-time, absolutely petrified. Now, who's made that decision? You know, we know what these Paddy's fans are like, the, the lunatics. 
end the story, you know. So yeah. to put them there in front of these people who who are disabled, who love got to watch United, and now who might be afraid to come to the next European match, you know, they look for, they look forward to this more than anything, you know, being able to get out and watch their team. They're not fortunate enough like us, you know, and then to where that they were crying, they've left it just after the second half, you know, and some of them might not be coming back. I just thought whoever made that decision was an, is an absolute disgrace at the club by putting them there. And the second rant is the two clowns this afternoon. Burton Erna, <laughs> you know. At, do you know what? I remember when Manchester United Football Club was up for challenging for titles, pushing it neck and neck, squeaky bum time, European Cups, trebles, doubles. And these two clowns are going on about a football app with number one. If people don't and, know what they're saying, what, what was it well, today? Well, it was R Richard Arnold and my, my best mate, Ed. Yeah. I've actually gone uh, investors' call and told everyone, but hey, we've got the number one app, football app. You know, we, we should be challenging for European Cups and Premier League and we've sold out all our trainers. Call the police. You know, I'm sick to death. Don't get me wrong, these two people are great at the job of signing sponsorship deals. The Glazers love them. They're bringing all this dough in. But stay away from the football side, you know. Unbelievable. And it's come out what we've paid Marino with staff, 19.6 million. But for them to come out and say we've got the best football app, not we we, we were challenging next year. Tuesday was a proof in the pudding how far we are behind teams like PSG, you know, and then all he's bothered about is football app and trainers. Arrest my case. Uh, Sam Smart is listening. Evening, lads. Bit under the weather. We can bounce back at Chelsea. Uh, and lovely to have you listening, Sam. Right? Because yeah, some callers we need to get through. Yeah. Abdullah is on the line. Hello, mate. You okay? Yeah, I'm doing good. How are you guys Abdullah. doing? Right very well. Good? Very well. You want to talk about the PSG game? Yeah, basically, yeah. Um, that game was a big game for us. The build-up and everything. We were smashing teams. Everyone who came in front of us, those dead Arsenal team and Tottenham, we smashed them. But when we met PSG, I just think there's one flaw in his last, like his his, his style of play, Oli, and maybe even Fergie's style of play, which is a bit outdated from before. The possession style. Like when we're winning. If you watch all our games, we don't really hold the ball anymore. It's just more like we just go back to that whole all behind the back, all, like two banks of four behind the ball. We're trying to um, make sure that they don't attack us or anything like that. But one of the best forms of defence is possession. And that's what PSG did to us. And they got us sadly with the possession. I think we were a man short in midfield that Marconios did a fantastic job on Pogba. He just took him out. So we had two midfielders. I thought we should have bring on Fred, make it a 4 4 2 diamond, play Lukaku up front with Rashford. You know what I mean? I just, that's just my thoughts. I thought that maybe Oli is a learning curve for him. He could have been a bit more uh, wise about that. that. In Europe, you have to hold the ball for long periods of the game. You can't give away position easily. And, and I think we were just giving away position like it was a joke, to be honest with you. Abdullah, do you see any uh, anything that Oli can learn into the next game? Any hope that this isn't the end of the Champions League run for United? Or should we just sort of you know brush ourselves I'll down, focus on the I'll FA Cup and the Premier League? Nah, I'll be honest with you, yeah, we're Man United. When we go to Paris, we just need to go there, put Rashford up front, put a, put, put a long ball in behind, get an early one, they'll be shaking. They're not a big club, they've never been in this experience, they don't get past the quarters. We're Man United, they want to be us. They spent all these millions and these Arabs came in and spent all this money, they want to be Man United. So we need to show them when we get there, just get an early goal, whatever happens, happens from there. But I think they'll be shaking in their boots, they got no variety next game as well, who was fantastic. Um, in Old Trafford and Dimaria was amazing even though he's a little skinny rat and I hate him say what you see say what you see he's not holding back he's not holding Abdullah Mink call mate thank you very much for giving your time yeah we have a little button here right Zidane's on the line as well mate you want to speak about academy players 
Um, yeah, so you alright, guys? Yeah, uh, very well, mate. How are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, good. Um, so yeah, basically, I was just thinking like, if we had um, like a B team in the lower leagues, like how Barcelona, Bayern, Real Madrid do, I think we'd do a lot more better. Um, and I know this idea has been put forward to like the football league in the past, and obviously the football league has turned it down. But I think if say like we offered to make like a like a fifty yearly membership payment of say ten million, I think they'd, they'd be more willing to accept it, and I think it'd be sort of better for the national team. It'd be better for United as well. I think certain managers over the years they've just been trying to force a player into the squad just to keep that run going of having. Um, uh, youth product in every single match day squad. I think certain times it's just been forced just to like try and keep that run going. They don't want to be the manager who stops it. But I think if we had a B team in the lower leagues, I think it would produce a lot more talent. It'd come through with a better mentality and it'd develop a lot more better. What do you think about a B team, Webby? I don't know really. I think you look at the reserves. I remember years ago, obviously, there was no age limit now and it's classed as under 23s. And I remember years ago, the reserves were for players coming back from injury, yeah. you know, and you had the, the, the Central League on a Saturday morning, you know. And for me, it's, it's an hard one because if you look at United now, they're in the second division of the reserve football, which is a joke, you know, they should be up there. I think, at the top. Yeah. But, and they went all last season, they didn't have one recognised centre forward playing there I, think, I just think mm, that I don't I, know about this I, I, get, I get where he's coming from I yeah. think the problem is you've got sort of two choices you, with a young player or with a, a fringe player well obviously a youngster you either send them out on loan or you keep them now yes. we've seen players go out on loan the likes Tuan Zabie for example who's, who's shone and he's done really well but once you send that player out on loan do you trust him you give him for the end of the season that you're out on loan so you can't come back whereas if you keep him in the squad say for example I don't know a, a Gomez or whatever and they're not getting as many games, then is it a bit of a waste if they're only playing in the academy? So sometimes you get sort of caught in between two. So maybe, I don't know, maybe that is a, a good idea at B team. I don't really care whether it, what it does for the national team, I'm being honest. But in terms of United, that could help us because sometimes you do get caught in between sort of two minds. Yeah. Do you send them out on loan or do you keep them? And send them out on loan, then you might want them. And if you keep them, then they might not be getting the top level games that you want them to get, or the, the tough games it's that you get. One, yeah, you look, you look at sort of Chelsea, and they've got something like fifty odd players out on loan. It's a disgrace that. Yeah. Don't get yeah. me started on that. They won the FA Youth Cup about seven years yeah. on the yeah. trot or yeah. something, and none of them players yeah. have ever got near the first team. Yeah. They just bring them in and, and ship them out. And, and City, aren't, City aren't far behind them in that respect. Yeah. We have all this garbage about they've got this wonderful academy and all the rest of it. What's it done for the first team? Nothing. And you know the lad mentioned there that we've kept this run going, but that, that run's gone on merit. Yes. Marcus Rashford, mm. Jesse Lingard deserve to be in the squad. They're not there because of sentimentality. Yeah. They're in that they squad because doing, they've been doing well. Because and we've always had these long-term players like Rashford could be in the squad for the next ten years. Right. We had Wes Brown, we had Ryan Giggs, we had Skulls. That's why that run's gone on for so long because we've always had one or two players who've been in the squad through the academy yeah. for for years. I mean, technically, you can say Pogba's from the academy, can't yeah. you? So yeah. I think an holiday for a couple of years. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think it's. Um, I, I don't think that's held us back at all. Zidane, thank you very much for your call. Let's get Slim on the line. Hello, Slim, you okay? Hi, Slim. Yeah, how you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, yeah good, mate. Slim. Very, very well, mate. You want to speak about the PSG game? Yeah, man. I mean, look, uh, I've come from Birmingham, and uh, I'm not a season ticket holder, so whenever I go to these games, it costs me a lot of money. Me and my uncle, we paid 350 quid each for, for that ticket, man. And, uh, you know, I don't mind, like, losing... Like, I mean, I do mind losing. Obviously, I want us to win, but if we were going to lose, I would have preferred to at least have seen the name of Cavani, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah you'd, you'd rather lose by seeing a big name. 350 quid, man. And you've got to travel down from Birmingham as well. That's outrageous, isn't it? Yeah, that's 
And you know what? I did, it, I did it last year as well for the Seville game. Uh, we didn't pay anywhere near as much, but I'm just, you know, like, I, I don't think it's, it's very disappointing because, like, you know, when you go to these games, right? I, I wanted to go to the Juventus game as well, and that was going to set me back about 300 quid. Now, I don't mind going to that, but because Mourinho was playing such poor football, I thought, just leave it. Um, and I'm glad I did. But now with this one, we, we all got like a bit of a false sense, didn't we? That, you know, we thought we could do something and everybody was injured. But I mean, I, you know, I don't mean to be disrespectful to Man United, but we just got shown the level, didn't we? Yeah, we, I, can, I can agree with you. Slim, if you could get back to another phone line, we're just very sort of background noise, can't really hear what you're saying, and we'd love to get you on and get your point. So if you can get somewhere, uh, I don't know if you're driving park up, give us a call uh, and we'll keep an eye out for your number. We'll get you on the uh, back end of the show uh, just because the, the drivers, we couldn't really hear too much for them. But, I mean, to, it's just one of those things, isn't it? We'll probably leave on PSG here. Yeah. Um, but looking into the to the next game against PSG, it's a difficult one. To see what Ollie can do, can do uh, differently to 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 win. Do you, do you, I mean, I think it in a way. This is going to sound crackers. Here we go. With me. Strap yourselves in. <laughs> right. In Jay, a way. Jay crack it, Crackers yeah. line. Jay, this is going to sound People are going to clip this up and you're going to play it to me in 10 years to ram it down my throat. In a way, it could almost help Ollie that he's not relying on Paul Pogba because Pogba was stifled in the first leg. Yeah. And it, it, it threw a proper spanner in the works because he's so integral to our play right now, Paul Pogba. He's easily our most important player. Everything goes for him. Marquinhos was doing a job on him. Pop wasn't happy. The early booking didn't help. The referee, I thought, was shocking, oh. by the way. Don't let, let's don't let him don't let me start on that. But do you think now that Ollie's got to think of something else because he can't rely on Pop yeah. in a way that could help us? In a way, yeah, I mean... it's not the craziest thing. I know, I know. Said. People are going to go, you're not, oh, you're not best player, you're an idiot. But I'm just thinking, because it, once Pogba was stifled, we were in trouble, yeah. and then we lost Lingard and Martial. It was almost game over. Whereas now, we haven't got Pogba. You've got to think of something else. Okay, let's try something different. Spot on, Jay. Right, all right, I'll spot, settle for that. I thought yeah, I was going to get absolutely... You're right, off. No, you two, then. You're right, what they said. <laughs> they, they, they've signaled out our day. Johnny done yeah. a job, and no, you, I, can't, you can't credit, fault him. Credit you know. for his, uh, his um, you can't fault him. It's just one of those things. We was all geared up. We, we was all confident going into the ground, but unfortunately, we got beat by the better team, so we dust ourselves down, and we move on to Chelsea. Exactly. Uh, when, when we were obviously back, back was against the wall, 2-0 down, just lastly on this, uh, and we brought Lukaku on, it didn't seem like he was the, the man to really turn things around for us. And willing him to do something, willing him to get all that ball, lead it like the man he is, the built man he is, who should be just terrorising defences and be scared when he came on. But like Steve said on Steve said on yesterday's show, is the defender had more energy than Lukaku and the defender was on for 80 minutes I, of the game. I wouldn't say that. I think that at 2 they just closed the game down. I'm not being funny as well. You know when Lukaku came on, it was like a mass exodus. Everyone around me just got up and left. Really? I don't, I don't know if that was like, you know, just the whole, you know, game no, over now, no. give up, it's over, let's go on. I know, made it yeah. the same. And know. I thought, crikey, is like, there was a fire drill, which I hope he didn't pick up on because it's not going to do his confidence any good. Uh, I thought I'd, he did well at Fulham, no? Yeah, I, I just think, he, I've, I've said it and I've said it. can't stay positive, his, his confidence is gone yeah. for me. He doesn't want the ball. I genuinely think that. I think he's just scared of the you ball. You think, obviously, you know, I don't think he's lazy. Just, yeah, I do. I think... I've said it week in, week out when I've been on here. I don't think it's about the fact that he's lazy as some people claiming or overweight. I just think he's lost his confidence and I actually think he's in a position where he's scared of the football. Mm. He's scared of it. And I think in a perverse way, the better United are playing, the worse it's making him looking. 
You've got Pogba, uh, Pogba and Martial and Lingard. He's, they've got amazing touches and scoring his wonderful goals and Martial. And then you've got him coming on and he, his touch lets him down. And it's just, you can feel it. You can feel it in the grounds. Yes. The crowd are on him and he's, he's, he's shrinking. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be chatting about uh, a legend of the club, uh, Mickey T, after the break. Yes. Uh, and we're also going to be getting your phone calls about the future of Manchester United. We're also... Do you want mine, do you want mine now? We're asking for your poems. Poems? Well, I've got one already for you, oh, Joe. It's well, a love poems. Yeah. Webby take the lead. Roses are red. Yeah, go on. Violets are blue. Yeah. Stephen Gerrard's won the Champions League, but yeah. Wesley Brown has two. Oh, well, well said. Wonderful. Well, well, well said. Well, well said. Have you got some smarts in front of you there? Who's listening, Webby? No? Uh, Jay, Jay, I did. I'll do it, I'll do it. Roses are red, violets are blue. We've won 20. City, just a few. Well, hey, there you go. Hey, get your United you love poems like in. <laughs> I did that. Yeah. Get your United love poems in. Right, uh, we'll I've, be reading I've them out by one. the end of the show. Right. We're saving yours one. to last. Right, okay. you're, I know how good you are at poems. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 0345 treble one seven six two five. Come and give us a call. We're on for about another twenty minutes. Have your say uh, and be involved in the full-time Devils takeover. Manchester United Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Manchester United Football Social with full-time Devils. Welcome back to the final part of the full-time Devils Takeover. My name is Joe McGraw and I am with Webby and Jay for the next 10 minutes taking your calls on all things Manchester United. We're going to be previewing the Chelsea game. It's the next game uh, Manchester United have to face and what it could mean with a couple of players that are out or how we're going to shape up against uh, Chelsea uh, considering we've got some really big games coming up. If you want to have your say, by the way, you've got about 10 minutes to do so. 
0345 Come and get involved in the conversation and have a chat with us, uh, Jay and Webby, with us the next 10 minutes. Uh, I want to speak uh, about uh, a legend in Manchester United's history, Eric Harrison as well. We, we, we did a, a lovely chat about him at the start of the show. If you've just caught us, get the podcast or go back and watch the live um, footage on YouTube. Uh, but there is another uh, gentleman we need to talk about and that is uh, Mickey Thomas, yeah. uh, who, uh, you know, we've, I know and you know Webby and yeah. we just, he's one of the kindest men um, about in football. Yeah. He'll look after you, he'll take care of you, yeah. he'll make sure you feel like, uh, just, just he'll make you feel like you're his best friend when you're having a chat with him. Uh, unfortunately, he was diagnosed with stomach cancer in January 2019. Uh, this year, so he's started his treatment. I think it was Monday. the beginning of Monday. this week. Yeah, but on Twitter, that he started his treatment. There was stories about that. You know, he has been diagnosed with cancer. But on his uh, Twitter page, he, he let everyone know yeah. that was the case. Um, but there is a, a just giving page, no a GoFundMe page yeah. that we have put in the description of this video on Full Time Devils yeah. that is trying to raise money for Mickey uh, as he goes through this uh, battle uh, and hopefully come out uh, stronger on the yeah, other Joey, side. Yeah, Joey's a winner. You know, Mickey, yeah. I've been privileged to know Mickey from the days I worked at United. Obviously, he'd left when he started with Mew TV. We've had some laughs together. I can't say some of the stuff we've got to on here because it's before the watershed, but he's a lovely, lovely bloke. He'd do anything for you, you know, and my heart goes out to him, but I know one thing, he's a winner and he will beat this, you know, and I'm hopefully going to see him this weekend. I'll give him a ring tomorrow, he misses everyone here, you know, and he, he's love for United and all his other clubs and he's just a genuine bloke, you know, and, and it always gets the best people, you know what I mean, but this is one battle that Mickey Thomas wins in 90 minutes. Yeah, can I just add to that, Joe, as well, I met Mickey a few times and one of my first jobs as a reporter, he was one of the first people I had yeah. briefly um, interviewed and, and worked with and he was just like you say just he's, he is just a lovely guy he makes you feel mm -hmm. like one of his mates as soon as you meet him yeah. put me right, really at ease when I was doing my job and it really helped me so mm -hmm. we wish him all the best yeah, yeah. definitely go throw a couple of quid to that go and click on yeah, the link in the yeah, description get involved. get involved and be part of the United family um, yeah gotta love Mickey T yeah. uh, we're gonna have a look now at the next game in Manchester United uh, fixtures to Chelsea yeah. it's the FA Cup now the debate, the debate in the office that we had us three before the show was, you know, how serious is this FA Cup not just for us but for Chelsea? Now because of the the defeat in the Champions League on Tuesday, surely for Ollie this becomes a bit more of a serious game, more serious than it than it was. The FA Cup, do a bit know, of chance of silverware. Do you know? Do you remember when Real Madrid knocked us out when Nani got sent off? Yeah. We had Chelsea, didn't we? The next game in the yes. FA Cup, and we drew Old Trafford, and they knocked us out a week later. And it's just it's so deflating. Yeah. I know we're not out of the Champions League yet, but. Yeah. To lose to PSG and then get knocked out of the FA Cup and to, you know, have it all to do in the in the Champions League. All that sort of positivity we had under all it almost gets sucked out of you. So I think it's vital we get a result. Really yeah, you You're spot on, Jay. It's like, obviously, you look at Spurs this year, out of two cup competitions within four days and it all goes flat. Yeah, and it, it all goes very flat on the club. And you know, but it's a big game. It's against one of your rivals. It was a... The draw was fixed. The two balls are under the yeah. Under, getting a bit of the eating get, on. Don't worry about that. You know, get the warm ones. You know, so it's a Monday night. You know, it's 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 live on TV and it's a game we've got to win and be positive and keep going. You know, Tuesday was a blip. You know, we got beat by the better team, but we go down to Chelsea. We're confident still. You know, I'm confident we can go to Chelsea and get a result. You know, so bring a Monday night for me. I mean. I don't care what anyone says about top four and the rest of it. For me, it's about winning trophies. Of course it is. That's what matters. You want to see your team lifting the trophy at the end of the season, not celebrating the fourth place cup. And I think that that is obviously our our only chance of silverware. And we've got a good chance of it as well. We've got a decent record of late in the FA Cup. I think on our day we can beat anyone. 
Chelsea were a shambles. They were not I mean, I'm just hoping that Sarri doesn't get his act together and I hope he sticks with the tactic of playing N'Golo Kante out on the wing and leaving it all strange to Jorginho. Man, yeah, I hope he sticks strange. with that because it's, it's been a bit of a disaster for him. I'll check him now next season. Who would you, who you play, who would you play uh, against Chelsea uh, up front? So we still don't know if Martial or... Yeah, like, so let's just say they will not be fit for the game. It's hypothetical. It's, they won't be fit. But you've got to go and get a result against Chelsea. Just about what we saw at Paris uh, against Paris where Sanchez and Lukaku didn't seem to bring the game to life. Do you, who would you have in your mind? Do you still think you play them? Them players? That, what are the options though? I mean, we've already discussed Lukaku and I was completely bereft of confidence. Well, you look at someone young. A youngster. A youngster. Yeah, yeah, Greenwood, can you Greenwood. throw Greenwood no, into you, I think you could, you could take him down there and put him on the bench. I think, I think Jay... Yeah. Our success for the last games under Ole, yeah. with attack teams with pace, yeah. not like Mourinho, board sideways and no pace. Yeah. I think if we bring maybe Gomez, Greenwood, put them on the bench, you know, yeah. give them a chance. Probably go with a similar lineup like we had at Arsenal with Romero in goals. I think that'll happen. Because Chelsea haven't gone. It all depends on what happens with Chelsea. He's under pressure now and he's played a weakenish team in the FA Cup, Jay, yeah. to what he's played in the league. But he's under pressure now with what happened at City and what happened tonight. Yeah. You know, tonight's a big night for him now. Yeah. You know, he's under right a lot of pressure, the manager. No, he definitely is. I mean, you could even argue, could he play Pogba even further forward? Could you stick someone else in midfield and have Pogba yeah. just off the yes. striker? Yeah, good call, I, mean, yeah. I know good he's call. an amazing midfield, but he's he's almost been a number 10, hasn't he, of late? He's that far forward. Yeah. Could you throw in another midfielder, throw in, I don't know, somebody or whoever, and have Pogba pushed up? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's an, it, I don't know what to do. It, it was an hard question. Uh, get into the comment section if you know what to do about Chelsea. Uh, on the, on the <laughs> help us out. Help, help, help us <laughs> out. Yeah, we're clueless. <laughs> yeah, help us out. Uh, are you ready, Jay, for your... Oh, right, yeah, yeah. I've, I've written one here. He's a poet, Jay, by the way. Poet, <laughs> yeah. I'm solve his answer to... Uh, that poet. Teddy Hughes. Uh, roses are red, violets are blue. If you don't think Ander Herrera is the best player in the history of association football, then you must be sniffing glue. <laughs> unbelievable. Eh? That was, that, that was that one. Unbelievable. That was unbelievable. I think yeah. it deserves a big round Thank of applause you. there. Well done, Jay. Uh, yeah. Get yours in. We'll try and read them out before the end of the show. Uh, we are obviously talking about Manchester United. We've got two minutes before Webby's final, uh, well, Webby's final word. Have you got a good one today? No. No, no. I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. We've got all the answers. This from Russell. No, Roses are red, violets are blue. Pogba the virus, Marshall the flu. Roses are red, violets are blue. Ollie came in with a fist and the cure. <laughs> it doesn't what? rhyme that what? one. What? Is that the best one you could find now? That was quite all right. So what do you think of this? Roses are red, violets are blue. Pogba's the virus, Marshall's the flu. What did you make of that one? Terrible. What do you think Russell's trying to say yeah. there? Terrible. Uh, uh, Next one, Russell. Yeah, no. Don't give up your day job. Keep trying, Russell. Persevere. <laughs> I'm waiting for them to all come in. They're not, they're not really flying in as much as I thought, hey. I've got to be honest. Good job we didn't leave just a minute and a half for this section. Uh, anyone else want to get involved? You got another one, Webby? No. I'll give it Jay. I'll give it you. <laughs> I've got one for you. Roses are red, violets are blue. My missus is obsessed with Manuel Fellaini and I don't know what to do. <laughs> hey! Anyone else? <laughs> uh, a little true. question from Adam T here. Right, we're going to do a little Q&A minute. Uh, Adam T, should we retire the number seven shirt? No. <laughs> we have done, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> did we do that five years ago? Yeah, I think we did. Would you retire the number seven shirt, Webby? No. no. 
Okay. Well, this is going well. Webby, right. <laughs> well, at least it's an answer. What do you want to say? Rose, you shouldn't retire that with it, left. Don't just retire shirts because everyone who played in it isn't playing very well. <clears throat> That's not how it works. Ryan says, Roses are red, violets are blue. Ollie's on the wheel. Ollie is the real deal. <laughs> I'll tell you I'll what. Tell you what there's some poor do, do you know what? Tonight, hey. Are you making right? these up as you go along? Because there's nothing on your God. screen. You're panicking. To God. I'm not hey. panicking. <laughs> Here we go. Russell again. Uh, roses are red. Violets are blue. Webby's a legend. And Jay don't know you. Pulled out of bag, lad. Out the bag. Roses, roses are red. Violets are blue. Jones is a clown, smaller than his too. Yeah, that's from me. Right, there's supposed to be nice ones. Wendy, what is your final word this week? Final word is get behind the boys. Obviously, a disappointing result on Tuesday. We, we move on to Stamford Bridge. Uh, how many Reds are going to be there? Seven? Yeah, we've got a full end. And they've not done an Arsenal, have they? No, it's going to be loud and proud, you know. Get behind the boys, get behind Ole. Bit of a blip Tuesday, but we're still there. And we're still playing some great football after what we've seen for five years. So, come on, you Reds. Jay, thank you very much for being involved in the show. Webby as well, thank Cheers, you. Tom. We've been the full-time devils. Uh, subscribe to full-time devils and download the podcaster. And Jimmy's up next from Amazons and some David Bowie. Manchester United Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.